Hi and welcome to our Training for Influence podcast, brought to you by me, Tammy Banks, Director of Tay Training and founder of The Method Training for Influence, and a selection of our wonderful expert facilitators, organisations and supporters. Training for Influence is a method of delivery, a way to help services under immense pressure achieve greater influence from their precious training days. All our Training for Influence endorsed training is delivered by operational experts, tailored to an organisation's needs, engaging and interactive. The golden thread is that its values led from beginning to end. And Tay Training is a training company. We have 45 freelance trainers who are operational experts, delivering 38 different courses nationally, primarily to key workers on the front line in health and social care, criminal justice and charities. Our podcast has been in planning for a while now, but COVID-19 has increased our speed and changed the timetable of delivery. Usually, we'd like to start by telling you more about our experience and methodology. However, that's not what you need from us right now. So we've been asked by our customers, who are finding themselves delivering much-needed services in unprecedented times, to deliver a podcast that enables new, potentially inexperienced, possibly agency, or returning to work previously retired key workers with bite-sized learning from all our induction courses. A podcast short enough to be listened to on a commute, but long enough to share some key learning. We recognise this is not normal, and we recognise it's not training, and it's not meant to be. But for now, being introduced to top takeaways is better than nothing at all. We won't be just reading them out, we'll be chatting through examples used in our sessions and making these podcasts as engaging as possible. For detailed and interactive learning, all our 38 courses are now available by interactive Zoom sessions and will be available again face-to-face in the future. But for now, in the first Training for Influence podcast series, with the help of our wonderful facilitators and experts, we'll be covering our core courses. We'll be talking about safeguarding awareness, safeguarding alerter, safeguarding responder, risk assessment and management, managing challenging behaviour, professional boundaries, equality and diversity, and the Mental Capacity Act. We'll be exploring all of these subjects. We'll be looking at the courses, some of them half-day courses, some of them full-day courses, and pulling out the top takeaways for you, introducing you to ideas under the context of the session that you might not have been aware of. We'll keep these short and snappy and we'll contextualise them within some of the learning from the training sessions and the hundreds of times our facilitators have delivered these courses face to face. We'll start with safeguarding awareness. This course previously known as Level 1 but is a basic awareness course and it's suitable for all but it concentrates specifically on teaching participants about the types and signs of abuse and neglect and how to recognise indicators of abuse and support people to keep safe and the importance of sharing information with relevant people and organisations. We'll then move on to Safeguarding Alerter. This course builds on the information from the awareness It adds more detail to the underpinning principles, the legislation, the guidance and the reasons for abuse. And it focuses in on thresholds and how to report abuse or challenge decisions made. We'll then move on to safeguard and responder. This is often delivered instead of alerter. 
It's a build upon the awareness course, but has been developed specifically with the input of managers, people who are tasked with responding to safeguarding concerns that their teams might bring with them. It's based on the information that they need to fulfil their legislative responsibilities and provide the best possible service to their customer group and their staff team. We'll look at managing challenge and behaviour. We'll look to try and equip staff with the ability to recognise early signs of challenging behaviour and also support staff to build a little bit of a toolbox of options that they feel comfortable in using to overcome the behaviour and work with service users in a continual positive way. At the moment, we know that we're under pressure. We know that a lot's changing and we know that our service users, our customers, are going to be feeling that pressure too. So their behaviour may be more challenging than usual. How do we respond to that and continue being able to deliver our service to some of the most vulnerable and or complex in society? We'll consider professional boundaries and how assertiveness and managing difficult conversations can make such a difference. Professional boundaries are so important, particularly if we're out there working one-to-one -one in situations that are unprecedented and connect us emotionally to other people around us. We'll look at equality and diversity and explore briefly the legal framework and the protective characteristics that we can use to protect against discrimination and promote equality of opportunity and foster good relations between people with the protected characteristics. We'll consider diversity and the importance of value in our individual differences and talents and creating a culture where everyone can participate, thrive and contribute. Be no surprise to people that the current situation is making more people marginalised. We'll look at the Mental Capacity Act and the five principles. We'll look at how that's changed significantly at the moment with regards to COVID-19 and the response that is being expected to us. And we'll heighten awareness and the importance of duty of candor. And we'll look at risk management and assessment, looking at how staff in support settings can have the right skills and identify and recognise risk and put clear management strategies into place. So who am I and why am I doing this podcast? So like many people who work in the sector, I had an interesting and complex childhood myself. Suffering many forms of abuse, I found myself homeless at 15. Living on the streets and in homeless hostels, I thought that was the end of education for me. But because of one person and connection, opportunity and environment, my life changed quite significantly and I found myself at university at the age of 18 studying psychology. I'm not going to go into the detail of my journey. I did a TEDx talk and you're more than welcome to listen to that. It's on why kindness matters. But I thought it was important to just contextualise why this matters so much to me. When I was at university, I studied psychology and I became committed to ensuring that as few people suffered in the same way that I did. As I learnt more and more, I realised that I was dedicated to preventing the generational cycle of abuse where possible. And that means working right across sectors and with a whole host of different people. So I've had an interest in work life. I've worked within social care, criminal justice and charities for the last 20 years now. I can hardly believe that myself. I started working really operational as a support worker and a residential social worker within children's homes and secure environments. I then went on to work within a prison delivering group programmes and interventions to people convicted of sexual offences and people who are addicted to substances. 
but I left the prison service to start a family and move location. I got a new role as a supervisor in a local authority homeless service. In my time with them, I managed homeless hostels for families, entrenched with sleeper services, women's refuges and traveller sites, and I loved every moment. I learnt within these seven years the complexities of statutory services, and I often became frustrated at the restrictions. I was thrilled to be approached by a charity. They asked me to work with similar service users in similar circumstances, but they gave me the objective of preventing youth homelessness. This was my first introduction to a charity and I loved the fact that I could be creative in developing solutions that really make a difference. After that role, I moved into more strategic roles. I became a CEO of a charity preventing sexual harm. The charity was embedded in the criminal justice system and statutory services. This was a perfect partnership for me as I believe strongly in the role of multi-agency working and safeguarding, that we all work together for a common objective. At the same time as this, I was undertaking the role of Regional Safeguarding Manager for a national children's charity, going into other organisations and auditing their safeguarding arrangements and putting together tailored packages of support to help them reach safeguarding excellence. And now, while I have the privilege of supporting hundreds of amazing organisations via my role in TAY training, I personally deliver a lot of the board and management training and I support and coach CEOs, I'm currently Interim Director for the Association of Child Protection Professionals and I'm a lay member on the Parliamentary Committee for Standards, assessing and adjudicating complaints made about MPs. So I hope you'll see that I have an eclectic mix of experience. I'm dedicated and I'm passionate and all of my experience is connected to interrupting the generational cycle of abuse and keeping people safe from harm and neglect. My training company, Tay Training, was born out of frustration. It was born because, as an operational manager at the time, with my colleague Faye, we were really frustrated about sending our staff on training, only for them to report back that it was a waste of their time. These were staff whose caseloads had increased dramatically, who were being paid less than other people working in similar circumstances, who were being expected to meet additional commissioning and monitoring expectations. So for us to let them go on training, well, it was a precious training day. For them to come back frustrated saying that the information wasn't what they needed or wasn't applicable to their daily work or they didn't understand how it relates to the customer group they're working with was an extreme frustration for us. So we started doing a little bit of training ourselves and then we invited some of our colleagues and trusted um, friends to come and do some with us and we kept to the USP where only if you've walked the walk can you talk the talk and that led to over four years of development of our methodology training for influence which is about having an expert facilitator about the training being tailored specifically to the organisation to the customer group and to the needs of the individuals in the room for it to be values led through and through that's the absolute golden thread for us that it's about valuing people, everybody, and that includes the frontline workers who are working every day to give other people the opportunity to improve their life and to live their best lives. And it also includes the customers who are marginalised quite often, forgotten or powerless in different circumstances. So it's about recognising and valuing everybody. And then the crux of the training session about learning styles and interactivity and engaging people. 
So our fourth kind of element of our methodology is about interactivity and engaging and really using accelerated learning methods so that people walk away and they've taken away as much as possible from that session as they can and understand how to apply it to work that they're going to be doing the very next day. So this intro session is a little bit odd. I certainly feel like I've been talking a little bit too much. So I want to leave you with a few words from some of our facilitators who will co-host the next sessions so you'll be hearing much more from them, their experience, why they work in this field, the sessions that they've delivered and their top five learning points from each session. Hi, I'm Jennifer Cathy. My name's Becky. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm one of the consultant facilitators for TAFE Training. So my name's Carol. My name is Sally O'Donnell. Hi, my name's Matt Knowles. I've worked for two Yorkshire police forces throughout my career for 30 years. I've worked in safeguarding for adults and children, and I have a large amount of experience at managing risk and the threat harm that this brings to organisations. I'm Caroline, I'm the Facilitator Engagement Manager for TAY. My name's Claire. My name's Sarah Hutchinson. I'm a Facilitator for TAY. So my name's James, and my background is working in drug treatment services, which I've done for about 16 years or so. I was attracted to working for TAY. Uh, I, I really like the approach that they take in using experienced professionals to provide training to other people in the field, so they're using frontline experience that they've got to inform the next generation of people within specific fields whether it's children's services whether it's in housing whether it's in working with adults at risk or safeguarding children that they've got specific people tailored to deliver those programs my other role is i am a children's home manager of a therapeutic children's home so it does link in my love of training my love of safeguarding and protecting children all links in and it's good to be able to work for tay because of their ethos their ethics the way that they really focus on the people that need it the most. So it's good to be able to do the two roles in line with each other. In terms of my experience, predominantly working with young people, high-risk young people and perpetrators of sexual violence. I've spent the last 12 years of my career as a qualified youth worker in a part-time role alongside that. My career has developed through senior and senior management teams, working in hostels, working with homeless, substance misuse, mental health, and more predominantly over the last four years working specifically with those convicted or at risk of causing sexual harm. More recently I've taken my part-time youth work role into a full-time youth work role and I am a youth work manager in a local authority. So TAY training is all about helping the frontline professional. We go into organisations, we share the knowledge that we have in our field as experts. A lot of the facilitators who have been working with TAY for a while are not only experts in their own field but are experts in the organisations that we work with because they've worked together in partnership for such a long time. For me it's about when you get the comments about those light bulb moments that people have that kind of say I really understand that now or I'm going to go away and I'm actually going to do something different. You know you're making an impact and whilst it's really nice as a trainer to be able to know you're making an impact it's so much more important for those frontline workers to know that that training has been useful and they can actually apply it in their own work. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope it's been time well spent. I'd like to finish by saying a huge thank you. Whether you're working or volunteering on the front line with vulnerable and or complex people, a manager supporting a team or part of the cogs that keep the wheels of a frontline organisation turning, truly thank you.
It's only together that we can help people stay safe and prevent harm and abuse. Please don't forget about yourself though. No one, no matter how amazing, can pour from an empty cup. There is a reason emotional resilience features in all our courses, irrelevant of the subject. It's because it matters. You matter. Take care of yourself. If you'd like to know more about me, Tammy Banks, Tay Training, or the Training for Influence methodology, please have a read of the show notes. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Tay Training, or contact me directly via email, tammy at taytraining.org.uk. If you hadn't noticed already, I love to talk. Have a good day.